What's happening, my friend? Hey, Travis, how are you? Unbelievable, Michael. How are you? Good, good. Uh, uh, hello to everybody out there in Radio Land. In Radio and Podcast <laughs> Land, <laughs> multimedia <laughs> That's right. empire that we've established here. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, right. Facebook, uh, Getter, Reaper, Bender. I don't know. We're <laughs> yeah, there we are. <laughs> We're everywhere. Are you still monitoring that Getter thing? Uh, yeah, I haven't looked at it for a little while, but I, I, I honestly am not overly confident in how it actually functions. So I gotta spend a little bit more time on it, though. What do you mean, as far, how it functions? Well, you know, each one of these platforms works a little different. Like, there's a feed on Twitter, and but then there's your own feed, and then there's replies and all that shit. Well, you're posting stuff on there, right? And you are engaging with <coughs> other users. Uh, well, no, because nobody is engaged with me. So you have to be provocative. Say yeah. some shit. I did. I put out one thing. I'm not sure who's seen it though. That's the problem. I'm, am I the only one seeing it? Um, I noticed that there were a couple of like follows early on, but they look like Russian hookers or something. So I'm not sure, you know, there's a lot of weird people following these sites. And- is it a, like on the little uh, picture of the person is it a cartoon or is it uh, a blonde blue-eyed russian yeah blonde blue-eyed russian well you should you know <laughs> send look, a reply doesn't look very political give a motivated. little get a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah same things happen same thing happens on uh instagram and and uh, cow, uh yeah on instagram so, so there's uh i'm like where are all these where are all these because i don't really follow anybody on instagram right just some close family members and yet my followers is growing and I'm just not that interesting. So what's going on? So there's a lot of people that are following. I have no idea. So it's just people that are trying to build, get likes or get the followers back or whatever. So are you at all worried about, you know, we talk a lot about social media. Facebook is the big target, of course. But are you at all worried about the type of monitoring that the government might do on you know, accounts like that and things that you say. And like, let's say that you replied to one of these Russian hookers, even just to say, Hey, thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You could be a target. Uh, yeah, I could be. Here's the thing. I'm worried about the government listening into my phone. I fucked uh, Instagram or whatever. Like things right? that you say on phone well, conversations? Just, just in general. I mean, I, I'm not a paranoid, uh, you know, conspiracy theorist, but let's be real. You just never know, right? You're six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. You're six degrees of separation from some terrorist fucker that nobody knows about. So uh, I just, I just tried i guess i I guess i've adapted this model that i used to tell my guys when i had employees that used to work on people's properties do what i say just assume you're always being filmed (laughs) (laughs) somebody's always watching somebody's always listening so you know um that's why when you say something that's um uh, overtly a sedition you have to make sure that i get the credit (laughs) for it like that was travis (laughs) not me uh follow him on twitter (laughs) Um, yeah, no, but I mean, I don't worry about it one way or the other. I'm not doing anything, um, anymore. That's, that's illegal. But don't you, don't you think it's coming to that? You know, like we referenced a couple weeks ago, we had an episode that I titled the nanny state, but it's, um, everything as far as this government overreach, you know, we talk about this pendulum that has swung so far the other way. There was this other big, I guess, kind of part of the, I don't know if it's in the stimulus plan or this the infrastructure deal, but the other big news item that's coming out of what you're hearing out of Washington is this idea that uh, Democrats want to track your bank transactions. Did you see this story? I did not. And there was a big 
the controversy was essentially they want to catch the tax cheats and they want to catch the millionaires and that's the millionaires and billionaires aren't paying their fair share of taxes, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. And there is a a proposal working its way through it. I guess it's, you know, something Biden supports, but as it was written was any bank account with over $600 in it, uh, they would monitor your transactions. And the idea is if you have a million dollars, let's say this is the analogy they use. If you have a million dollars moving in and out of your bank account in the calendar year and then you report $10,000 in income, then something is amiss. You're hiding something. You're a tax cheat. And so they want to monitor all of your transactions. And even I think some of the Democrats are saying this is bullshit. This is uh, that's number one. The threshold is way too low. Right. And so they've since brought it up to ten thousand dollars. But even still, it's like, why do we really need the government looking at our bank transactions? I would say this being the first time I heard of this, I would say I'm not in favor of anything you just described. Um, I you know have no idea who on the I'm perfectly willing to accept that's coming from the Democrats. Yeah, you know it. Uh, I but you know exactly who or where you know that sounds that certainly doesn't sound like a centrist type of proposal. So you know the the interesting thing about this is I was I was uh, talking about it a little bit um, with my wife over the weekend that that. Because you know, there it looks like okay, the three trillion, three point eight trillion dollar soft infrastructure legislation that Mansion is putting, uh, you know, being a roadblock for. It looks like, and we talked in the past that you asked me, well, isn't that dysfunction or not? What if they don't get anything through? You know, and I'm saying, well, Travis should be happy about the way this is working because it's not the it's not the far left fringe of the party getting their way on everything without without you know so there's there's checks and balances here right there so it looks like they're going to come down a, mil, a a trillion plus on that infrastructure thing and trim a bunch of that stuff and so for me that's the way it's supposed to work and so for this yeah i would say on the face of it this proposal doesn't sound like it's going to meet with widespread acceptance. And although it doesn't sound like it would cost very much, you know, as part of that package. Well, I don't know. Even even banks have pushed back and said, this is another layer that, you know, we don't have infrastructure to yeah. do this. So how, yeah. how would we even do it? Well, no, I think it's an example of, of more extreme type of, of things on the far left uh radical left uh progressive part of the party's wish list that that hopefully they're not going to get and so for me um no i'm not in favor of that and for me i like the way this is working right i do want them to pass both pieces of legislation uh and i'm perfectly fine if the if the three trillion plus dollar one is trimmed down to closer to two trillion or 1.8 or something like that and you're going to, to do that you're going to, have to take out some of the program so whoever's program gets cut they're not going to be happy my guess is it's it's going to be a lot of this a lot of the stuff on the far left of the of the proposal that's not going to meet widespread acceptance or will be deemed to generate a tremendous amount of pushback and i would think that an overreach of bank monitoring <laughs> proposed by the um, far left part of the party is probably one of those things that they'll be glad to get rid of. You know, how, let's cut this uh, overreach suggestion of monitoring people's bank accounts over six hundred or over ten thousand. 
that's a lot of people. It's crazy, right? I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Like the statement you made about having employees and telling them just always assume you're being watched. That's, you know, a good philosophy to live by. Um, and, you know, what, what's the other thing like, you know, is, I don't know if it's a Chinese proverb or whatever, but it's something like, you know, you are who you are when no one's looking you know, and so that's how you behave like when you're not being watched is who you really are. <laughs> oh, nobody wants to see that uh, for anybody, <laughs> I guarantee. Well, you mean when you walk around uh, shirtless? And you... <laughs> I can think of a couple examples this morning that nobody would ever <laughs> want to know about. So, um, But that's the thing. To me, you know, here's kind of what I thought about this. It's, it's an extension of the moral high ground that it ties into all the cancel culture and just the judgment and – it's it's fucking crazy. Talk about overreach. <laughs> <laughs> um, there know, was more canceling going on well, the last I, couple of weeks. Oh, tell me about that. Tell me about that. Well, I guess the big one. You're not a sports guy, but this John Gruden, the Raiders coach. Yeah, you know I heard that name. About that. I mean, he was kind of all over the news. Seems to be an asshole that needs canceled. Well, the first part, yes. Second part, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I didn't fire him. No, I mean, they and, did. And apparently they didn't fire him. He resigned, sort of. I mean, I'm sure they dangled his job in front of him and said, you know, you resign or we're going to fire you. Right, right, right. But, well, didn't he put out some bullshit statement about he didn't want to be a distraction right. to the Raiders? I mean, isn't their whole existence an ex- extraction? Oh, sorry, Al. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, some people are, you know, they're happy about it because, you know, the Raiders as a, as a team aren't necessarily doing that great. Um, but wow. still, it, the thing is, they I didn't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they're a shitty team, but oh. <laughs> they're not a great team. Who's your favorite team? Wait a minute, don't tell me the Saints, right? Yeah, the Saints. Well. They're you know, we've had a lot of change. Obviously, lost uh, Drew Brees. Mm. I mean, lose him. I mean, he didn't die, but he retired. Well, here's to your amazement. Here's going to be another piece of sports trivia I picked up over the last couple of days, and I'm not going to have any names. Okay, so see if you know about this one. An ex-coach from Hawaii who left the Hawaii team and went to uh, a bigger name school uh, was fired because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, too. Is this the guy from Washington? Yeah, I think so. He went from Hawaii State or something where he, you know, was a good coach, I guess. And then... um, and then in, at his new position, which we'll assume was Washington, he was starting to win and he was doing good. But then he has a three million dollar contract or something, and but then he refused to get vaccinated as per their policy, and so they fired him. So, is it worth three million dollars? Here's the thing: if you give me a dollar, I'll go get vaccinated again <laughs> for alone. a dollar. Yeah, let alone, let alone. Well, did you get your booster yet? Not yet, but I will. It's, you know, what is is that going to be? Fifty cents? What do we got to pay you for that? You don't have to pay. Oh, excuse me. You don't have to pay me, but here's the thing: I, I wouldn't lose any money. To, I mean, it's the it just seems ridiculous to me. Why is it a is it a freedom 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 death issue? I th- I guess. I mean, listen. If we need to rehash this, I guess we need to. But this is a big moment in in I guess the clock for all this stuff because a lot of the vaccine mandates are happening. I thought they were at the end of September, so maybe that's why you're hearing it now. Where. Uh, companies like the airlines, right, uh, which literally have already backed down. But Southwest, Delta, I think United, they all you know, got behind the Biden mandate of we're going to do this because it's the right thing to do. We're going to require our employees to get vaccinated. Yeah. They, they gave them a deadline. 
And then some people, you know, went on strike. Some people, you know, just didn't show up. Some people got fired. But then they have all rescinded it. They've all taken it back. So in and out Burger, in and out Burger in San Francisco. This was just the other day. I saw this. Okay. The city of San Francisco was uh, closed down an in and out Burger, made them close because they refused to follow the order to require their employees to get vaccinated. And the statement from In-N-Out was, we're not going to be the vaccine police. We just refuse to do yeah, it. I think I heard something about that, yeah. But I'm not, you know, this whole, um, is it the Department of Labor, I guess, that's the channel that, you know, Biden made the mandate that if you have over 100 employees, right. then you, I think that's through the Department yeah. of Labor, right? Yeah. So I think that's all happening right now. So you're seeing all these stories in the news about people who, you know, are protesting, you know, and some people are getting fired and some people are leaving their jobs. Get a fucking life. I, I guess it is the freedom, 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 death. I and I guess there's the response from those people saying, look, I've already had COVID. So my uh, what is what is it? Antibodies yeah. uh, are stronger than I would get if I got the vaccine. Which is not true. That's not true. I have no idea. It's a lot of people talking shit about medical issues that they are unqualified to talk about. They don't know what they're talking about. The people that are qualified, you know, I mean, listen, everybody, real doctors, real medical. Some of them are doctors. Some are nurses. I get that. They're freedom, 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 deathing over their jobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I'm fully in favor of anybody. uh taking a stand and losing their job because they're too stupid to get vaccinated. We had in our school district a newsletter that went out uh, encouraging parents and students to do a walkout in protest of the vaccine mandates, which I think was in the last week or so. Here, can I, can I say something to you about where you live? John Birch Society. Oh, it's three. Well, that's three words. You didn't say it was. Two words. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but here's what's dumb about that. I mean, all of these things, listen, personal choice, whatever. But coming from a school district, I thought was the most retarded thing ever because you already have to have vaccines like, what, DTAP and others to send your kids to those so schools. Ridiculous, so ridiculous. Th- so those, those same parents and those students who are up in arms about this required vaccine, their kids are already vaccinated to be in that school today right. for other shit. Yeah, with a whole bunch of other things. I don't get it. You know, um, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, so watch the time and steer me <laughs> off it. this if if need be. Um, I saw an interesting article on CNN News over the weekend, I think, um, uh, uh, regarding how many actual doctors are putting out and have been putting out consistently false and wrong and purposely false information about COVID, about vaccines. Um, so you made a statement earlier. Well, some of these people are doctors. Well, you know, some doctors are fucking idiots and that's just the way it is. And, and over the, over the, over the last hundred years or something, we have made it almost impossible to to do anything uh, uh, when we encounter an incompetent doctor. And that's a different problem in and of itself. And so you see a lot of those people that are looking for some – look, there's always – every time there's a profit motive behind it. Whenever you see an actual doctor or a doctor of chiropractic – 
or like the one you watched nurse the one you went down the 30 minute rabbit hole it's all the same thing and they're talking to you about how the vaccines contain heavy metals or they are designed to um, uh, kill you in 25 by so if you're taking the vaccine now it's designed to for you to contract some disease and die by 2025 that's one of the most recent is that i haven't seen that one yeah and that's being put out by an actual was oh, this like a mayan doctor is that oh, the mayan a, calendar a, or he's something he's an actual md from fuck where was it maryland or something i don't know someplace it but <clears throat> His he has a history, right? He has a history of being disciplined where possible by medical associations. Before all this, yeah, before all this, for other false shit he said. Yep, yep, and and FDA, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, um, what's the one that food 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 and drug administration, right? Mm-hmm, right. FDA sanctions, uh, but here's the problem: if you could go back to any of the stuff that any of the false information that he put out on the internet in order to sell products of his own. Right. This isn't the chiropractor. It sounds very similar <laughs> to the a, chiropractor. It's story. a very common scam among doctors that are putting out misinformation. What they're seeing here, these are not successful doctors, right, in their own right. And and you never know the motivations, right? Some people just want notoriety. They want celebrity. They have agendas. They they are whack jobs. They are conspiracy theorists or something. Even though they're doctors, you would right. you would hope they were smarter than this, but they're not. And so there apparently is a, you know, a fair number. When I say that, I don't know how many. Is it though? Is it just the loudest? How many doctors do you think in in this country? Yeah, just take a guess. Is it here we go? Ten thousand. I'm going to say seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred. So do you know the answer? No. Okay. I don't. So that's why I'm just getting a guess here. (laughs) Right. So let's say it's something. I mean, it's a significant number. Out of that, there's probably maybe it looks like there's 25. It's got to be more than 25 that, though, right? doctors that you could that if you were investigating this, you would come and say, well, there are 25 qualified doctors that are putting out misinformation about vaccines. <clears throat> and then why is that? Well, like I said, there's probably a whole bunch of remote different motivations. One of the most common, I'm sure one of the thread lines that runs through everything is some kind of profit motive where they're selling their own supplements or some horseshit online. Um, that was the case with the chiropractor that we talked about. That's the case. With but didn't doctor. you say on the chiropractor guy that he was very careful to not cross the line of saying something that was false or that would be constituted misinformation? He was. I think you know he was selling supplements, but right. he, he didn't go so far as to say that. He never used the word vaccine. Right, but didn't he also not discredit the vaccine? He was more pushing why alternatives would also get you the same result. Uh, yeah, sort of. But I, from what I remember, and you know, I only listened to it once because that's all I could take. Um, you know, there was a lot of um, suggesting that the ingredients of the vaccines are designed to, you know, that they're harmful and so forth, and and you know, he as unqualified as he is, you know, had made a study of all that. So, and then like this doctor that I'm referring to right now that is making this claim that uh, vaccines are uh, being engineered to injure life, that his contention is that there's a worldwide conspiracy to reduce the population. So this might be an organization you want to join. Yeah, that part of it sounds good because... <laughs> I just don't not understand what part. Oh, the vaccines. Well, the, but okay. it is true that we need fewer people. Well, maybe, but and that might be his, uh, you know, 
that might be his uh, heartfelt desire that some of the, but here's the thing. I mean, I think science pretty much disputes the fact that the number of people is really the cause. It's not the number of people. It's the, it's what, to, it's what the people, whatever the number is, are doing that might be let me, let me Let me say this. If you were to subscribe to the notion that the vaccines are, quote-unquote, experimental, which I don't because, to my knowledge, these things have been in the works for 10 years for, for this type of yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. But if you subscribe to the notion that the reason we shouldn't take it is because it's new, untested, and experimental um, – I guess my thought to that and my reaction to that is there are other things in history that have been experimental, but that we, for the greater good, have decided that it's worth the risk anyway, because at least it's an option that we didn't previously have, you know. Well, they're fully they're they're no longer experimental. I mean, I think that's one of the weaker arguments that we've heard. I mean, obviously, there's a process that any new vaccine or drug or anything needs to go through in the United States at least to become um, fully vetted and, and, you know, allow public use. Nobody wanted to override or try to, you know, just try to eliminate any of those steps because they didn't want anybody to say that, hey, shortcuts were taken. Shortcuts weren't taken. You just spoke to that. They've been in this stuff had been in in you know research for a long time, and the truth of it is is that we were closer to breakthroughs than we thought, and there was an accelerated, <clears throat> and also the government put up money to allow drug companies to take risks in the in the research process where they were compensated so that they couldn't lose money. If they made 10 vaccines that didn't work, that didn't test out at a cost of a trillion dollars to them, they were covered. I do have to say one of the funnier things I just rewatched over this last weekend was a like a two-minute montage clip that someone put together of all prominent Democrats saying that the vaccines are this is while Trump was still in office so this mm-hmm. is I don't know you're they're 2 years out yeah yeah and you know they're all little quick snippets of them saying the vaccine is bad we would never trust it you can't trust anything that Donald Trump does if Trump says it's good it must be bad and then like they ask each person you know had Biden and Harris and mm-hmm. like I said all the all the big name democrats all the ones that are pushing it now yeah and uh it's just funny to go back and rewatch it and it is funny but but unfortunately, very dangerous. So there there was a time I don't I'm not encouraging anybody to accept everything a president of any party says as as complete fact or, or you know, not to have some skepticism. Do your due diligence, but don't do your ridiculous, stupid diligence. Right. So um, here's the problem. Right. Trump spent so much time convincing everybody that there was no such thing as facts. And so even though. Um, so the, here's the thing. He was the president. He probably had some inside, you know, classified type information that that vaccines were closer than the general public thought. Right. And he was, as he was prone to do, violating top secret protocols by releasing that information <laughs> in his day to day shit if he thought it would benefit him. And and here's the deal. Right. You so you have a two minute montage of all these Democrat 
uh, talking heads saying how it was two years out because the mere fact that he was coming out of his face made them doubt that it was true. And that's his – he did that. I get it. I get it. But what I think is so stupid, and I've said this before on this podcast, is – those people should know better, right? That Trump has access to the information. They know damn well he's not making it in his basement, whipping up the concoction. I still wouldn't believe anything he says. I understand. So that's the problem. I get it. But the point is they should know better that essentially whatever president was there at that time could have been Obama, could have been Clinton, Hillary was, was Clinton. Was going to say they were close? No, without... but was going to have a vaccine that was released when it was released with the same formula with no influence from that sitting president yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no, I, I get it. I don't think Trump had is really – I don't think he gets credit for the vaccine, for the timing of it coming. Um, I – you know, uh, what was it? Warp speed? That was the program to is develop it? a vaccine, right? That, isn't that his... what uh, Shatner just did by going up to space? <laughs> Operation <laughs> Warp the, Speed? Isn't that the funniest thing? I had that wrong. I guess he went up uh, in – in he the went dick up rocket. In the dick rocket. He, I thought he went up in Elon's rocket. No, no. Why did he choose the dick rocket? Well, because Elon's not taking celebrities into space. Is he taking anybody? Yeah, uh, astronauts. To the, I thought he was to the so. Space so all of the people going up that on this list of there's like Russian billionaires. There's the dude from InSync. There's all kinds of people who are on this list. That's on the dick rocket. Uh, yes. Um, so to my knowledge. Uh, what's his name? Um, the English airline guy, British Air Branson. Branson. His space plane or whatever it is is designed to take passing, you know, tourists or whatever. It's only really been Bezos that's doing that. Um, and and then there is the, don't don't forget there that Russia is 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 three times or four times a year out of Kazakhstan. Is is shooting up a Soyuz rocket with astronauts from different countries to the space station, right? That's been the and I thought I thought Elon was taking astronauts that, to the space station. Yeah, the the Soyuz. The, the, so that you know, being transported by the Russian Soyuz rocket to the space station, up until Bezos started. That's a taking, lot of faith. Yeah, it wouldn't be me. I can tell you that. <laughs> me either. Um, uh, uh. So that was the only way to get up there, right? So now Bezos, to my knowledge, hasn't taken any space tourists or any billionaires or anybody up. He's only been transporting American um, Expendables? astronauts, no, exp astronauts <laughs> oh. to the space station. Um, and he's made several runs. I mean, the Bezos thing is an actual – uh, the what did I say? The Bezos thing, the uh, Elon Musk, the uh, Blue Origin, right? Is, is that right? No, Blue Origin no, that's, is the Dick Rocket. Dick Always Rocket. remember this: the Dick Pill is blue. <laughs> oh, okay. And the Dick Rocket looks like a dick, <laughs> too and many, it's named Blue. Too many coincidences. Yeah. So that's how you can remember it. You'll yeah, never so, forget what, it. Now. What's the name of the? What's the name of SpaceX? Is Elon SpaceX? So SpaceX is a just all the way around a better business model, right? Um, and and so, uh, and I don't know, let's see, is, so what about Bezos? Um, so in the dick rocket is what part of that is reusable? Just the capsule or they, cause they're just, uh, the, the rocket and everything that goes up is not reusable, right? That's only, I don't, Elon. you got to wait at least 30 minutes before you can reuse yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny yesterday. Um, let me think what I can say about this. 
I was in a meeting with a with a glove manufacturer rep, right? And he says, "Yeah, our company started out. Uh, original products were uh, we were making condoms." Like and so, there are three women and three males in this meeting, plus the sales rep. And so I'm like, "What can I say?" And what can you're I waiting not say? for the joke? You've yeah. got so well, many got opportunities. I've got the joke, right? I worked in a pharmacy for a couple of years. I sold a lot of condoms back at a time where the only way you could get condoms was over the counter. You there were no, you couldn't go into a fucking AMPM and buy Trojans off the rack next to the lip balm. Right, you That's had to ask it for it. And- yeah, yeah. People would come in to the pharmacy and say, uh, "Yeah, I need some condoms." And you, you're like, "What? I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Please speak up. Yeah, I need some rubbers. R- rubbers? Oh, okay. Yeah, we have those. What kind?" And then my response, what size? Yeah, my response would be three or twelve wet or dry skins or latex. Just that. Fast. So I told that to the to the guy. So I'm looking around. I'm going. I'm going to go for it. I go. Hey, that's funny that you say that because I I used to sell condoms back before they were. And I told him that. He goes, Yeah. I go. Hey, three or twelve wet or dry skins or latex. And he's like, What? <laughs> he's, Was this he's a like, young guy? I, I, yeah. Uh, no, a little younger than me. A little older than you. And you know, so right there. And uh, and then I moved on because I don't think most of the people in the room got it, and I'm sure that um, that would be an HR problem. So <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> find out. So speaking of condoms, did yeah. you see this other story? It just uh, always amazes me. Sometimes we talk a lot on the podcast about national news, but in California we fuck shit up too, and we've got you know crazy government. We've talked about the recall that Newsom survived, mm-hmm. but but it's been a while since I really kind of tuned into new laws that were passed in California. And I read one that was, I don't know. That should be depressing. It is. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. All right. But there was one, I'm not sure if it's passed, if Newsom signed it or whatever, but it's referred to as stealthing. You know what that is? Mm -mm. It's when if you are having sex, a male, I presume, uh, and you're wearing a condom and you take off the condom without the partner knowing that is called stealthing. Mm. And this new law makes that illegal without the consent of the partner. Mm. Wow. Wow. Right? Wow. So just digest that. I mean, is this do we really need the gov I get it, I understand. So is this a, a is this a law that was passed in California recently? It's either passed or he's going to sign it, but I think I think it's passed. Okay. I don't well, have the number, the I bill have, number. I would definitely Google stealthing. <laughs> It's all these terms, right? Uh, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, on the face of it, I could say that, you know, that sounds like it should be, um, there should be some consequence for doing that to your, I, I would assume, like you said. The image we have is one of, you know, I guess. You, you, well, it doesn't have to be your female partner, no, I suppose. It doesn't. But, you know. One of the partners has to have a dick. That's what we have to say. And and that person has to be the one wearing the condom to to attempt the stealthing. And again, I, I think the recipient of that does not have to be uh, female. Of course, yes, but that's what I'm saying. At least, so would it be illegal in both cases? So I think that's where we need to do a little more research. I don't know, but think about that. I guess it's like if you. Here's where I think they're Get tying that out in. of my bedroom. <laughs> right, that is my reaction. But I think that's already a law if you, let's say, have AIDS, right? You're a carrier of AIDS and you, right. you have to disclose that to sexual partners. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I would think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't keep up on those laws because I'm really I'm not going to need the knowledge. But 
Um, let's assume that all sounds right. I mean, here's the thing, right? So this law sounds correct. I mean, I think that it should be a consequence if you do something that immoral. But but do we need a law? Is is there really a way? I mean, there, there's just a line where, you know, sometimes laws just can't be, you know, enforced. I mean, how do you do that, right? How do you, I mean, you know. It's got to be whoever the author of that bill was had a bad experience or has a relative or or a daughter maybe so what's the consequence so there was there was a sexual encounter somebody took off the condom either blew a load and the other person got him pregnant or gave him a sexually transmitted disease and they weren't aware of it and where they got cooties they got cooties <laughs> so then then you know they the government has to step in because they have to right all wrongs well i mean look California. So I think I said this before. I think we are we we can always turn to California legislator and California government if you want a good i if you want reasons if you want backup for my contention that a healthy two party system is the best way to go. We don't have it in California, and everything that happens in California is a result of a Democratic supermajority gone wild. Okay, <laughs> so are we saying and I'm never proposing that? Right. Look to California for the future of what of a disaster this country will turn into if Democrats have free you know free reign from an, an an unchecked power yeah i mean look here's one scenario and i'm not saying it would happen this way and i think there's a lot of reasons why it probably wouldn't happen this way but here's one scenario that could happen through all the shenanigans that we've seen of late uh by the republican party and their quasi unofficial leader cheeto voltemart um is that they fall apart and lose all legitimacy and some of them eventually go to prison or something and whatever. There's no more Republican Party. Democrats achieve a supermajority, become the single party, and then the left-wing progressive part of the party gets goes wild and gets their way. I don't think that's a good scenario. I don't think that would happen, but it's not impossible. And it's it's a scenario that wouldn't be possible if we had a healthy, ongoing Republican Party to kind of bring to the legislative uh, uh, agenda the other view, the other. Is this side your of way things. of blaming this on the Republicans? It is, it, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now: if you see a why, if you see a full-on Democratic takeover of the government, it's going to be their fault because. They are falling apart as a party. And I think, and you've said this many times on this podcast, that don't don't I think that eventually they're going to lose their legitimacy even with their own people? Uh, yeah, I think it's a definite possibility. It's not a foregone conclusion for me. So let me put it that way. I mean, it's possible that they win the next election and 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 take over one or both houses and then go on to win some way or form, the, the the general election in 24. I think all of that is a very bad scenario. But <clears throat> if it doesn't take down the government, then I think that, again, I think that people will see the disaster that will be the result of that and things will change back. So we're stuck, you know, as always in this little kind of small tunnel vision thing where the only things we can see are the next couple of elections 
And there's almost no time between the last election and the upcoming 22 midterms and then the general election in 24 to sit back and breathe a sigh of relief that the fucking idiots that were running things before are out of power. Maybe we need another branch of government. Maybe we, maybe we need a West Coast uh, branch of government to balance the East Coast. We already have that. Oh, it's we do? Called California. Yeah. What about <laughs> right, this we other? Have the biggest, we have the biggest block of electoral votes in the company, in the country. So, you know, we are able to counteract almost anything from the far right um, for now. So go ahead. I'm sorry. This other California law, maybe you saw this one, about requiring big box stores to have gender neutral aisles or areas to sell toys did you see this mm, i heard something about it and i i don't know what qualifies if it's you know by revenue by number of employees oh. but i mean think of like a toys r us right oh. if you, and i haven't been in toys r us in a long time but because well, they're close that's what oh are they there's no more <laughs> toys r us it shows you what i know pick a pick a store i don't know but you go in there and you have it's not necessarily pink and blue aisles, but you know you got your GI Joes in this aisle, and then you got your Barbies in that aisle, and they're now going to be required to have gender neutral areas, for whatever that means, l- less of an identifier of the typical boy versus girl toys in their stores. Is that really? And I understand the conversation. I really do. Is that something we need government involved in? No. Is, is that a is that a law that needs to happen to force retailers no. to revamp their footprint? And what are we doing? <laughs> Come on. Uh, I again, it's the example of what I said before. I mean, I can only say that that, um, and the only stores that will do that will be in San Francisco. I guarantee you, nobody else. But you know, the other just, stores are going to be required to. I just went up north yesterday. Right, I was up there for a couple of days overnight, and it, the 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 whole thing, and and this is, this is, and I experienced this mostly through the present state of COVID stupidity that that part of the state is in. Right, so you know, you you spend time in Orange County where since June fifteenth you haven't had to wear a mask inside a business for any reason, right? Unless the business tells you you need yeah. to, yeah, and some are. I've experienced that. I guess. So it wouldn't be any place I'd be going into voluntarily. So, I mean, you know, you go to a medical facility, right? They Your doctors, obviously, it's all required. But that's pretty much understandable. That might. That I probably... went into a Lowe's in Orange County with the closest one to me. They they require it. Are you sure? 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, big, big signs out front. They got, you know, security guards with bats. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about misinformation, but um, no, but they do require it. Okay, well, I didn't know. minus well, the bats. You know, I think that um, so for my, I haven't gone anywhere in Southern California. I haven't worn a mask inside a business in Southern California since June, since June fifteenth. So I go up there, and virtually every place they want you to wear a mask all the time inside. And if you spend any time in airport or anything like that, it's all mask and. And then you go out to a restaurant. But here's what I did. I went to a restaurant, and I'm so used to not having to wear a mask. I didn't even have one in my pocket. And I just went in. They didn't say shit. They're not just – I think that we're at a point where you can make stupid COVID-related laws or stupid general neutral laws or whatever, and basically people will just ignore them. And, and nobody's going to enforce anything. So 
I think it's I think to your point, to your question, your example of these two idiotic California laws, assuming they are as you're <laughs> What are you them. accusing me of spreading misinformation? <laughs> no, no, we're gonna until I know differently, we're gonna take that all at face. Like I the other thing that we say on this podcast is if we're not sure about the facts, we just make them up. Just make them up. Yeah. Just go with it. Why not? Because um, really what we're doing is kind of tongue in cheek. Are we really deliberately spreading misinformation or are we challenging our listeners to fact check us oh to practice God. what we preach? Do, That's all I'm saying. That is some of this retarded shit <laughs> that I heard this um, doctor that is yeah. spreading misinformation uh, put out. So he's, he's well, sitting, I agree with some of what he's saying. <clears throat> you know, he's sitting, this is a great interview. He's sitting socially distanced from the reporter who's asking him questions about his misinformation his theories about covid vaccines and so forth and finally the guy gets to a point in the interview where he says um, listen i'm just going to be honest with you i think you're uh i think you're crazy i think you're you're out of your mind the interviewer <laughs> says this to the doctor yeah i thought it was great i mean you know you see these things sometimes and you're like how do you not tell this guy he's a fucking idiot and and the guy just looks and goes look i'm going to be honest with you i, I think you're crazy so what did the doctor it. say? Nothing. He, you know, his response to everything was, well, you know, maybe I made a mistake when I put out that information. Maybe it doesn't cause you to die by 25, but I'm not really responsible for that. Well, even still, you got to blame the reporter in that case. <clears throat> They're the ones who sought that dude out and gave him airtime because they thought it was a story that leads and bleeds and they were going to get ratings. That's well, their fucking fault. Unlike the unlike. So this guy has been canceled off some platforms, but not others. So you can kind of tell who the who the bad who the current bad players are uh, in the you know, there's only there's only five big media companies. Right. And it's kind of called an oligarchy now. And um uh, it, or no, that's not right. It's not an oligarchy. That's those are the rich Russian guys that that uh, Trump wanted to be part of. <laughs> um, but whatever it is, it's 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 not so much a monopoly as it is. There's only five of them, right? And for now, for now, and um, uh, and he has been. I think I, he was. He's been taken off three out of well, who are five. they? Facebook, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, um, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, uh, YouTube, and. Who Amazon? The other one. They don't. They don't really no, have. Yeah, Amazon is a little bit different, but I don't see that they're really. I don't know that they would. So I'm not sure what the what the fifth one. They, is. They're an interesting player for a lot of reasons. So we've talked a lot about them and their, you know, their power and you know, right. like a, a, the big MGM movie studio deal and that yep. whole controversy. Yep. But they also have the power to deplatform people because a, a, they're AWS. a big provider of web right. services. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why they're included in that. That they are definitely the fifth one. Anyway, interesting. I think that. Uh, um, I mean, for me, I was happy to see this piece on the news on the regular mainstream news because the guy was obviously a lying piece of shit out for his own. You know, I mean, the facts of the story, his his story bear out that it's not this is not some heartfelt, you know, deeply, you know, held belief that's not based on anything. It's information. It's misinformation he spreads in order to get people to buy shit from him. That Would it make it any better on. if he wasn't selling anything? Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It would only. It would only mean to me that 
that the misinformation that's being spread by the people that are benefiting from it ha- is having an effect on people that otherwise would know better, right? And then that's sad in, of its, uh, for a different reason. For now, I haven't seen one story or, or read anything about somebody that's sp- spreading misinformation. It doesn't have a, a, mot- a, self, a greedy, self-interest motivation connected well, let, with it. Right? Let, okay, so let me ask you this. <clears throat> you remember the story we talked about Couple, maybe a month or so ago, maybe longer, about I guess it was Florida or maybe Texas. One of the two governors was pushing the other uh, camp. Is it ivermectin? Is that it? Yeah, ivermectin. And they had these clinics that, that were popping up all over the place, and we had a whole discussion about that, right? Okay, yeah. But so, where's how do you draw a parallel there? Is there a, is there a money train to follow for those guys to say, don't take the the, the government mandated vaccine, go do the ivermectin clinics instead? Like, what's the financial motivation there? Is it to, is it tourism? Is it to keep businesses open? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, so here's what I know about ivermectin. So that stupid bitch, uh, the 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 blonde, uh, crazy looking um, Marjorie Taylor Greene put out a video recently talking about how ivermectin that that the let me think this through. What was it? She said that. Where did she put this video out? And, How is it even seen? It doctor, it's um, uh, Dr. Klopek. Oh, God damn. Ivermectin and something about a Nobel Peace Prize. And, okay. Yes, yeah, I know. Right? So that was a whole big thing. That was um, because it was it, wrong. Right. Well, are you talking about? I don't know the name, but it's What's it's at, the, the it's horse a, dewormer. Yes, the horse dewormer. That was the Joe Rogan controversy and Doctor Sanjay no, Gupta from fucking, CNN. He's a fucking idiot. Rogan, hey, if you're listening, and I know you're not, fuck off with your nonsense. Um, uh, here's the thing. So, it wasn't even her. I can't. It gets, there's so many of these right wing talking head nut jobs that get exposure back onto the main media because of the shit they put out is so ridiculous. But this particular one, they were, whoever it was, and I think it was her, or it could, was it that other dumb uh I don't know. Shit. The only, Bob, the only, Bo, Bobson, Bo, Bo, uh, Billy Bobart. Billy Bobart. <laughs> um, the thing was, uh, uh, it was not a, it was not a Nobel Peace Prize. There are, there is such a thing as a Nobel Peace Prize, but there's also a scientific Nobel yeah, award. It has nothing to do with peace, and there was uh, a different medicine with a similar sounding name that did win a scientific Nobel um, for, but it had nothing to do with ivermectin. It was a similar sounding name. So it's just, it's just, it's a combination of stupid shit. Uh, do they put it out on purpose? I mean, do they just repeat stuff willy nilly? I think this. Well, is this where, goes back. It begs the question: What's yeah. the motive? Well, this is well. It, one question it begs is: Do we need to reform two thirty? Right? Do we need to go back and figure out what's wrong with the regulation this that is gives the nonprofit these, no, protection? No, this, this is the this is the thing that protects social media platforms from any responsibility for anything. So that paraphrase it again for our listeners. Well, two thirty says that you're you're not publishing. You're not so. You, as a social media platform, you have no responsibility for what goes out. This came about as YouTube rose to prominence ahead of the other social media platforms because, you know, originally YouTube was, hey, you could put anything out there. They they were not doing anything. They didn't have the capability or the tech. They were just putting up videos from the public. And so 
you know, if somebody and it put, was pretty benign, like all things are in their origins. Like, let me teach you how to fly a yeah, kite, cat videos, <laughs> cat videos, shit like exactly. That, right? Um, so, uh, and, and so, you know, sometimes wrong information or something could get out there and they, and, and rightly so in, in order to, to, to not stifle the growth of social media as a industry, right. To not stifle innovation and different things like that. 230, the regulation was formed to kind of limit the liability that these platforms had for what went out on their air. That time has come and gone because we know that there, that social media platforms use a variety of manipulative techniques. And first and foremost among those are algorithms that um, promote uh, anger and, and then thus promote engagement and keeps you on their platform for the sole purpose just of of getting you to see more advertising but right? also in their defense it's not just that they also will take advantage of just you know highly shared videos that that don't do that because then they can monetize it but go ahead well i mean they know that the best way to monetize videos or posts on facebook is to is for their algorithms to to push s- to push similar but anger-inducing content to that user. And this has become quickly, research is showing that this is quickly showing us that that is encouraging radicalization and is heavily responsible for what's happening with misinformation and is, you know, is so dangerous for, for, okay, you know, is it dangerous to teenage girls and, and women with image issues and things like that? I, I would totally think that it probably is. But even uh, – but I'm not any of those things. So for me, it's more it's more how fast the misinformation can be put out on these platforms by idiots like Marjorie Taylor Greene and others. So, okay, of that let, me, let me interject here. So we were talking about whether it was Texas or Florida that, that had these pop-up – alternative treatment uh, sites in lieu of getting the vaccine. And, so what's the motivation? Well, yes, but also, okay. so th- th- these yeah. other maniacs are, are trying to say, hey, these clinics are just as good because the inventors of this medicine won Nobel Peace Prizes. prizes? Well, I mean, that that was... Is the, that the implication? That was the lie, yeah. That was the lie that that, that particular situation was invoking that, that, the, that, you know, so somehow... Somehow the the mainstream conspiracy to keep all things so they are pushing anything that's anti Biden administration, right? And so it is the Biden administration. That's what I don't get. In, this is what happened on the Trump administration. Didn't the vaccine start under Trump? Well, I mean, go figure all of that, right? Um, I mean, it had and it wasn't ivermectin. You know, it was. Uh, it was the uh, I know what you're talking monoclonal about. Yes, a- yes. antibody treatment that saved Trump's life, not ivermectin. So well, didn't Iver- he take a cocktail of shit? He had all experimental, yeah. right? That's a good point. Everything, all the treatment he received when he got it 
was pretty much experimental. And why would you not? Like you hear stories about people with cancer in this yeah. country that travel to Germany or yeah. or Mexico or wherever to get the treatment because they can't get it here because it's experimental. Yeah. You know that. Why not? Yeah. But let me, let me answer the question that you asked because the cancer has come into my mind finally. <laughs> the motivation for people that support things like ivermectin or um, – Whatever the other stupid Mono. treatments. Are. Well, no, that was, that one's legit. Monoclonal antibody is a legit treatment that will help you not, you know, end up on a <clears throat> on a breathing machine or you know end up in a COVID you know intensive care ward or something. Um, uh, but but there were other prior treatments that were not the um, anti malarial drug. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but that was another one that they pushed. Mm-hmm. But here's I the motivation. Here's the motivation for the the for the uh, for the far right conservative people that are pushing these nonsense ideas. Anything, any kind of misinformation that sows distrust among people for the the legitimate, real. Uh, uh, policies to deal with COVID-19. That's their goal, to sow mistrust and division. That's their motivation, right, for them. So when you're talking about political people, they are looking for anything that will garner them constituents that believe they have the truth as an antidote to the to the left-wing nonsense that – and so – I mean, so you you get that answer, right? Am I making that clear? What the motivation is? It's for them. It's not. It's not a monetary motivation, other than it advances their their political career. So, like in the state of Texas, for example, Abbott, right? Abbott just is promoting ivermectin because he wants people to think that he's the one that's going to save them from the evil, um, uh, you know. Uh, um, left wing. And here's the thing. You and I talked a while back about Q. Remember? From about, James Bond? No, no. The Q conspiracy theory. <laughs> I already forgot. What was it? Remember Q? Where We are Q? Uh, no, I only know Q from James Bond. What is the Q? <laughs> are you serious? What is Q? All right, here's the thing. I haven't had enough coffee today. Here's the thing I'm going to bring up. So when we talk about ivermectin, when we talk about all this stuff, what we're really talking about are conspiracy theories being pushed by the far right um, assholes uh, uh, that are in office, uh, you know, name, take your pick, name any of them. Uh, any anti-COVID misinformation that's being pushed by the far right, conspiracy theories uh, galore, Q, Anon. Oh, Q, Anon. Yeah. See, I only know them by their full Sorry, name. I'm very yeah. formal. I, <laughs> Mr. Watkins, QAnon. You just spell it out for me. I understand. I, I was like, why is he not getting it? So QAnon. So we had talked about it, and I think both of us really had not spent any time, anything about it. So here's what QAnon I think I asked is. you recently, what yeah. the hell is QAnon? Yeah. So here's the answer, and it's very sad because what's happened with all this misinformation and cons- far-right conspiracy theory bullshit is that it's like softening up – those people that that how do I put this? I, I just there's no way I can do it without being in a, a West Coast elitist because that's what I am. Um, those so they've been so softened up by all this misinformation, conspiracy theory, uh, theory nonsense. QAnon comes along, 
And what QAnon is, is just, it's actually, its origins go back to a medieval conspiracy theory against the Jews. It, it was the, it was the story that Jews were kidnapping Christian babies to bleed them, mm. take their blood and use that blood in their Hebrew, uh, heretical rituals. And so, but if the Christian babies are so evil, why do you want their blood? <laughs> Yeah, that's like quite, that's too deep of a question. <laughs> so, so once again, we have an anti-Semitic, right, um, um, conspiracy theory that is that just keeps it that we even keep hearing about through our friends in the white nationalist, uh, white supremacy movement, and they feed this shit to these people on the far right. Maybe your friends, QAnon, not my friends. Yeah, to QAnon. <laughs> yeah, well, I did say that sarcastically. <laughs> That QAnon, and they they so they rework this this old medieval con, anti-Semitic conspiracy theory into the current form that QAnon that somehow President Trump is still the president. He's the secret president of the United States. He is fighting a worldwide cabal, right of of baby killing pedophilic left wing. Democrats sponsored mostly by George Soros. And you guys remember Bobart? Yes. Uh, wait, no, no. Marjorie Taylor Greene yes. going on and saying that the wildfires in California were being started by aliens, aliens, Jewish aliens with um, um, uh, blue lasers in there. I remember. Yes. All right. So, I mean, this is all connected, right? And it's all dangerous shit. And, is and it unfortunately- though- Huh? Is it in the sense that you can't get through anything that you just said and think that any of it's true? I mean, if you have a rational thought in your head, how do you listen to any of that and believe it? Hey, you better stop talking down to the <laughs> to the Trump supporters. I mean, do you, I mean, it's just so. Wait, well, let look, me let me let me peel this back in, a little bit. How do you believe in organized religion? I don't. Well, I don't know how anybody. I'm not could. talking. That's not you. As you, that's the rhetorical you, right? How do millions or billions or whatever it is of people around the world? I so sad believe in. I mean, it's so it's, sad it's for our the society. Same way, right? And you'll find that a great deal of people that buy into the religious stuff buy into the conspiracy theory stuff. So let me because, let me because they're prone to that. Okay, let me go way out here on a limb or a Uh-oh. tangent. Do you think Can I give your email address first? <laughs> do you think there is a place at all where misinformation intersects with disagreements? And maybe this is a bad example, but let's peel back some of the shit you just described with QAnon. Let's say I, I, I if you talk you about the the <clears throat> evil aliens shooting is it green lasers or blue lasers? I thought it was blue lasers, but Okay. A- evil pick. aliens shooting blue lasers to kill what? Baby Jews? Is that what it no. is? No. What were they? Who are they trying to kill? No, it's it's it. These are these are somehow Jewish spaceships. That, <laughs> oh, Jewish space that ships. Sh- that shot lasers into the California forest to start the fire that that wiped out paradise. I see. Right. This okay. Is the town. If paradise. if if that statement is out there, that the Jewish well, blue, a sitting congr- congressperson. I get it. Made that statement. I I know. Okay. I know. And she still is in office, right? And she's still in office, and she has supporters like Bobart and Kevin McCarthy and Donald Trump. Okay, it's misinformation by definition because it's not true, but also somebody could say that's just completely unbelievable. 
I I don't agree with anything that you said because it's just such it's just such a farce that it can't <laughs> it, it can't be remotely true. So it, I mean maybe that's a bad example what I'm I'm no, extracting from example. what you you described. So is is there a place where those where, where misinformation and disagreements intersect where you've got to just say hey I, I can't I can't shield this much stupid. I just have to to say hey there's no way this is true. <sighs> Well, I mean, you hope – I mean, I think everybody that's not one of these whack jobs, is that's how they react to it, right? Um, but there is the potential for the belief to some degree – I mean, you may not go all the way to the Jewish spaceships shooting lasers into the forest, but but certainly there are literally – I don't know what the count is – but I'm going to say there are literally either tens of thousands. I'm going to say it's probably tens of thousands of people that believe in QAnon. Do you think there is the a lot of inbreeding going on? Like, are they are they not I, I all wish there? the answer was that simple. Then we could just send in the police to 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 weed out the uh, what do you call that um, the inbreeding incest? <laughs> yes, yeah, and just in, to bring those people to justice. But I don't think it's really there's no that. justice. It's needle in the arm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, thank you, Dr. <laughs> Goebbels. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, um, the the continuous attack on the truth and on facts and things is the problem. Not not any of the specific shit. Um, and the, the specific nonsense goes from – the doctor I was just talking about that I saw on CNN last night that is pushing the, the theory that the vaccines are being pushed upon the population of the earth to reduce the overall population and, and uh, you know, in, in not to protect people that it's his other contention was that all of the deaths are as a result of the vaccine and not. not but COVID. I, I guess where I'm going with this is there has to be some acceptable level of common sense understanding. So I totally well, there does. There does. I totally understand to why it. why yes, but if somebody says especially somebody af- after their last name that says MD, if they make a statement that gives you any pause about a vaccine, why that could drive even the most educated and thoughtful person to say, "Oh, I better look into that." I yeah. I get that. I understand it. But I, as soon I, as you talk about yeah. fucking aliens yeah. in, in shooting lasers, there's well, got, you, we, you we have, have to, to assume. Any, you don't have to go anywhere close to that far out, that, I the, know, that laser story. Just just go to the to the point where people say, hey, the, there's, some, there's some malevolent reason why the Biden administration wants people to get vaccinated. That's as far as you have to go for it to be unreasonable. And, and here's the problem, right? People that could be, that are educated and are not evil in and of themselves are frustrated by things in the world, right? Remember that the source, I'm going to give you a quick um, uh, history lesson. Here's my personal opinion. 
the majority of the world's problems, the majority of the reasons for self-destructive behavior, the majority of the reasons for addiction are control issues, right? And as you go through life and from someone who's now, you know, managed to uh, suss my way through 65 years of life, I can tell you that there's plenty of shit out there that will frustrate the hell out of you. And for many people, there are so many things um, afoot in our societies that they don't understand, that they're frustrated about. They are searching for answers that that simply aren't there, right? Because there are some misguided ideas out there that everything has to be fair and everything is just and and everything's happening for a reason, right? If you are convinced that everything that happens is happening for a reason, you are likely to believe in God, right? If you can accept that things are not happening for reasons, that things happen, that's the way it is. Things happen, and, and some things work out to be fair and just, and things some things don't. And if you can bring yourself to accept that level based on what you see in reality around you, then you may not be searching for things. But if you can't accept that, and that continuously drives you insane, you are susceptible to to conspiracy theories that offer answers <clears throat> to questions that can't be answered. But here's the positive. Here's the, the positive period on that sentence. What we know, at least in this country, is that group of people is diminishing. The group of people that, the way you describe it, you know, the mostly the religious who tend to believe in God— that group is shrinking. Every time there's a poll year over year, it shows that fewer and fewer people are less vulnerable. I, I think that's right. Well, I mean, is that right? The, the last thing you said, maybe. But, yeah, because if you're if there are less people that are susceptible to that kind of thinking, that kind of magical thinking, then there'll be less people that are vulnerable to these conspiracy theories. But here's what I want to maybe put a warning out there and we all need to kind of, and, and this is being borne out by what we're seeing around us. The smaller that, <clears throat> excuse me, the smaller that group gets, the more they get pushed into a corner by the rest of us that are not uh, behind magical thinking, they're going to react more vehemently. And so, and I'm not talking about religious, I'm not talking about people that continue to believe in God or attend church services necessarily, but that that part of that group that are Trump supporters, that, that are conspiracy theorists, yeah, I think it's probably not growing, but it, it, as they diminish and, and people that are not of the same mind push on them they're going to respond more vehemently and so january 6th okay i mean there are just we you know we if you want to look at that and ignore what that is showing us do that at your own peril so am i totally in favor of the democrats uh, spending so much time and effort on trying to make a point of it. I, I just, I'm not. I'd really rather see them. Well, well I really let's talk rather, about that too when you're done. Yeah, let's, I really, well, so here, that's my point, right? I think we're, we are looking at a segment of the population that's going to continue to become more radicalized and react more vehemently to, to the rest of society that pushes back on their bullshit. And so we need to be prepared for that. Well, a lot of broad strokes there, but it was a comment you made that's earlier. my specialty, broad <laughs> strokes, just so you know. 
a comment you made earlier in the podcast about uh, ultimately what were you, what were you saying that it's all Republicans' fault because they don't have a strong <laughs> you know counterbalance to the Democrats and if well, things look, in- as far as I'm concerned the Republican Party has a responsibility just like the Democratic Party does to to be to hold up their end of the bargain their 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 responsibilities as the other viable political party in our two party well listen they they have a responsibility to play by the rules other than that if they can't keep their team together that's that's their problem (laughs) well but here's the thing what i was thinking about as you were describing that is don't you think that some of what's going on now this this continuation of mistrust is kind of the key word i picked up on is perpetuated by things that happen in government and and blame can also be uh, placed on the Biden administration when they do things that are just completely, I don't know, like not not everything they do is Name bad. one thing the Biden administration has done. What is it that, that they've done that's causing you to, to make this statement? Well, I'm not saying I feel this way, but okay. what I'm saying is when things come out of any administration that they're, you know, that's, there's something in there that gives you pause or or concern <laughs> Don't you think that that is just an element of politics? In other words, um, I I would I mean, look, the one word answer to that is yes. So, I don't have I don't have enough understanding of what that question is about to expound on it. I I mean, so I I but here's my thought as I hear you say that is that so yes, every presidential administration is going to have things that some people are not going to like. And I don't think that that is an issue one way or the other. I mean, I think that's just reality. So let me give you maybe a specific example. So this isn't... That's what I was asking Yeah, so this isn't necessarily policy on uh, in the Biden administration, but I think I I tried to ask you this before. Let's take a topic like inflation that happens to be going on in this country and around the world. Uh At some point, don't you think fairly or unfairly that the longer that goes on, that that'll get pinned on Biden or or at least that could be, you know, the the concern that 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 could ultimately turn against him? So, yeah. So now I understand better. Um, I think the answer to that is that. First off, we have to hope that enough people have enough understanding of politics. You don't have to be political junkies like us. Uh, You don't have to watch four hours of MSNBC every night or Fox News every night. That won't give you anything. But um, (laughs) uh, you don't have to be one of us to to, – that's not the depth of political understanding that I'm talking about here. Just a basic understanding that, hey – Inflation isn't ever the result of a presidential political policy. And here we can see inflation that's happening right now as a result of COVID, as a result of worldwide supply chain issues, port problems, especially in the port of L.A. and Long Beach, which represents 40% of all the goods that come into the United States. And the port of Long Beach and and L.A. is a complete fucking gridlocked mess. And none of it has anything to do with Biden. But the point is this. What, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. So and, and I'm not saying whether or not Biden cares. We've talked about, you know, his 
kind of game plan, whether he thinks he's a one-term president or whatever, he's making big, bold decisions as if he's not afraid of the consequences of being a one-term president. But I'm simply saying um, at some point, all these people that you speak of, the political normies, if you will, yeah. they are, whether or not they have an understanding of politics or how, how this cycle came to be, at some point, do you think they're not going to care? They're just going to say, hey, my life under this guy isn't getting any better. Well, I mean, I think that all polit- politics are local, and that's always the thing, right? Am I better off than I was before? We, we hope that that something like the who's responsible for the inflation we're currently seeing, that enough people understand that can't be attributed to a single president. That's not a, that's not an eighth month. That's not an eight month. That's not the result of eight months of a Biden administration's policies. It's what I already explained. And so the point of that is that we need enough people that understand enough about politics not to be swayed by the stupid shit like that, right? That understand that, yes, his political adversaries are going to use inflation as a uh, as a wedge issue to try to separate voters from Biden. Okay? And it, it will work. And, and to some degree it will. But, but listen, um, they, uh, meaning the Biden administration, they're responsible to understand that and do what they can against it. And that's, that's it. I don't think that that is a result of mistrust one well, way Well, I think it other. will breed into mistrust. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we both agreed under Trump that the only thing that kept him going was the economy, which is why he had his reaction to COVID as he did, because he wanted to salvage the economy. <laughs> you know what? You know, when you say that, the thought that, that flashes across my mind is that I'm not 100% sure this fucking society is even worth saying. I mean, saving. Because, to be honest with you, in in in... I'm not in a I'm not in a popularity contest here, so I'm just going to say something that probably most of you are not going to appreciate hearing. But the fact that the American people let Trump stay in office, do the horrific, immoral shit that he did before being a president, while he was president, and continues to do now, says more about the people in this country than it does about him see now you're speaking my language just say it we need to thin the herd well i mean you know (laughs) (laughs) interpret it any way you want folks i'm just saying that i'm trying to make everybody listening to this that doesn't already see this my way feel guilty that that you have allowed that that prior to the biden administration that you allowed this fucking vd of a politician this venereal disease to to creep into the body politic and not kick it out you they people kicked it out. you people are the antibodies well but here's the thing here's the thing his his shit was so off the wall it should have been and democrats did everything they could to try to make this happen and in the the, the will of the people did not allow that to, to, to what should have happened to take place. He wasn't kicked out. Okay, eventually the vote came and he was expelled. Well, listen, I don't necessarily disagree with your philosophy on our society, but don't you think that the same, uh, what did you call them, antibodies? <laughs> well, we need... I mean, the to, same group of people that allowed him... To viral analogy, yeah. But don't you think, okay, the same group of people that allowed, quote-unquote, 
a guy like Trump, or in it's this case, Trump, in the whole country. I get it, but it's me, it's but, you. But those, but the same group of people in this country also I, attempted to right their wrong four years later, right? Well, I mean, I hope that's what they did, and and we will know if that's what they did if they don't sweep him back into power. I mean. Uh, I just think that, and so when I when I say this, I'm not just putting the blame on the people that voted for Trump. I'm putting the blame on the entire American population that set back, did not take to the streets, did not make their let me, me, not, let me make you feel finish, at ease. Did not make their politicians understand that they were that this was not acceptable. We did not do that. We could have done that, and we did not do it. So for all of us self-righteous liberals that want to sit back and say, thank God he's out and blah, 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 stop patting yourself on the fucking back. You let him stay in there. for First off, you let him get put in there. Then you let him stay in there. And now he, you're letting him still continue to be the head of the Republican Party. And you're about to let him come back in or his followers and you better fucking wise up okay go ahead i'm gonna put your mind at ease here's the reality Good luck. i am not i'm, I'm, I'm closer up. i'm closer to the trump supporters than you i think that's fair to say oh although I, i'm not one I of them i would never say that about you <laughs> what what i'm saying is uh my political views are probably closer to the people that support trump than yours are but here's where i'm going with this i'm here to put your mind in your your Antibodies. <laughs> Your antibodies at ease. All right, go ahead. And that is even the base that got Trump elected four years ago, a number of those people who were blindsided or, or thought that, hey, this could be uh, a, a good opportunity for our country, those people have bailed on him. Yes, I get it that there's a core group of people. He's got his supporters. But even the people who were Trump supporters, and I know some of them, I talked to some of them. Yes, do I. They have abandoned ship. So if Trump is still relevant the next time around, they're not going to be on that bandwagon. And I think what we're seeing is a vocal minority. Uh, certainly the group is loud, but I don't think they represent the majority. And you say all the time, you know, Trump is still the head of the Republican Party. And maybe you're right. I've not seen or heard the Republicans officially denounce him. And that's he, probably if, if if he's not, who is? Well, that's that's exactly there, where I was going. It's okay. it's because that they haven't that I have seen identified a viable alternative, and maybe there isn't one. And so, if there isn't one, they might dust him off and say he's our best chance of another victory. I have no idea. But but you <laughs> call that the Biden syndrome. <laughs> but but still, that would be that's the gatekeeping process. But I don't think that I don't think that the voters are going to put him back in. They're not going to put up a good. I don't. Well, here's the thing. So let me say a couple of things to that, and I and I think you're a hundred percent correct. Um, so I'm a little. I am worried that because he is still, because even in with even with eight months of retrospect or whatever, there's they they have not kicked him out of the party. He has not been shunned or whatever, and still. A, Every decision that has been made is being made that is being professed by Republican leadership appears to be directed at pleasing him, right? So maybe that's just fear. Maybe that's just you know what happens when you have an authoritarian. But that's what from within the party. Yes, I understand that. But the voters, I see. I think this is an example of how the system is supposed to work. The voters, by a very large margin, including swing states and including traditionally Republican states like Arizona, 
they made a very loud proclamation that they weren't going to have this guy. That does that's got to count for something. Yeah, and, and let me let me go on to say that um, that does make me feel better because first and foremost, I don't want Trump back in as the president. Um, I think you know as long as Republican leadership continues to make decisions based on what they think Trump is going to approve of, that's bad. But let's just okay. So let's go here for a second. Let me let me accept your premise that he's not coming back. Good. But they might bring him back. They, as in the Republican Party, I don't think voters will allow him to come back in. Well, let's let's say he does end up being the nominee, right? For whatever fucked up, colossally wrong reason, um, then it will be the responsibility of the rest of us to make sure that he does not become president again. And, and I think you see the same thing you saw last November. Here, here's the, here's my real problem. Regardless of whether he comes or doesn't come. I think that the the decision by the Republican Party at, at, that exists today is that they uh, – here's what they're saying. We recognize we probably cannot win free and fair elections. And because of that, we are not going to participate in the political um, system. Process process right because we already we already think we're going to lose so because of that and for our and and at and to the detriment of the company the country to, to in and even though it will seriously endanger our democracy and our former our republican our republic and our democracy they are going to engage in a in a different way to try to re, either gain back or retain power and that way has manifested itself in in a serious misinformation campaign, seriously undermining all voters' ability to continue to believe in the electoral process. It, it is it, it, part of the manifestation of that alternative strategy is voter suppression laws that we're seeing being promulgated in the red in almost all of the red states, meaning gov- states with Republican-led state governments, this is what we're seeing. And so, there's a bigger danger here, much bigger than Donald Trump, one way or the other. So, yes, I feel better if Donald. Yes, I feel better if Donald Trump's not coming back. But the bigger problems remain. And again, to all the people listening, to the entire population of the United States decisions are coming that you need to make based on what is good for our democracy and what is moral, not on your own selfish bullshit. But go back to what you were saying. I think about QAnon and and a particular group of people that if you ultimately push them back into a corner, how they might respond, right? Don't you think the same... Well, fuck them. I don't care how they respond. Them, them. Right. But don't you think the same effect could happen in states where people feel like their voting rights are being taken away? Aren't they going to be that much more motivated to make sure that they can vote and their their vote counts, which we've already both discussed, and I agree with you, that when more people vote, it favors Democrats. Well, and, and that's why I'm trying to be an asshole on this podcast and, and talk directly <laughs> to the population. I Look, I don't, you know, I don't think I would waste my time doing this podcast, and I don't really know how many people are listening, but I assume half of them look at things the way you do, and hopefully half of them look at things the way I do. I don't know how it breaks down one way or the other, but 
So for those of you that already see things the way I typically describe them, just relax for a minute. I'm talking to everybody else. Get your shit together and do what's right for the country. Stop being a lazy piece of shit and look at what's happening and participate, right? I'm afraid of laziness. I'm afraid of uh, uh, apathy, right? And I'm afraid of the misinformation having an effect even on the other voters that it's not aimed at because people can get, um, you know, I went someplace yesterday and looked at a big problem and it was a, it's an overwhelming problem. So it's, this is just a, an analogy in my life. It's an overwhelming problem and there's no one thing to do to make it right. There are a whole bunch of small steps to be taken um, and small bites to, that to be taken that can, you can chew. But go vote in your local elections. Vote your conscience in your state governments. Right? If if your state government is is passing voter suppression laws, get in touch with people that are against that and demonstrate and protest against it, and make sure that the legislatures, both Democratic independent or Republican in your areas understand that you're not okay with these these voter suppression laws, that you're not going to buy into this anti-Semitic bullshit that they call QAnon, that you're not going to let conspiracy theories from the far left and asswads like Steve Bannon and all the rest of these guys run your fucking lives. Get but off don't your you think, ass. Do you think they even listen? Well, I don't know. I like, see. if you go, if you go to, are they your, listening to me right now? No, no. I'm talking. If you go to your legislator and you talk about, like, didn't you just say QAnon is a very small in, in the tens of thousands of people who believe that shit? I, I is hope it a real they are. threat? If it's hundreds of thousands or millions, we're like, we're, if I have you, you five minutes with my local representative and I go, listen, I, you know, QAnon or or potholes? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> They're gonna <laughs> laugh me out of the office if I bring up QAnon. If I have five minutes with anybody that that is involved in legislation either at the state or the federal level, my my conversation would be that, hey, understand this. If you go down this path, if you don't do everything in your power as an elected official, me as a constituent, uh, first I'm going to vote your ass out of office, and second I'm going to get in the street. And And if you thought BLM was frightening and you thought that – that was dangerous to your way of life. Wait till everybody, because remember what we forget about the BLM demonstrations was that wasn't just black people. That wasn't just people of color. That was everybody. That was a huge coalition. That's all been lost in the, in the talk about it, right? Because somehow these motherfuckers at the, at the, in the Republican party want to equate, they want to make a moral equivalency between between the, the the assholes that invaded the the Capitol on January six and BLM, that's patently fucking ridiculous, right? And so I, I just I'm trying to provide some motivation out there to people. You get the government you deserve, and so if you're not going to if you're not going to put pressure on your legislatures, if you're not going to let the the the, the politicians that don't necessarily agree with you know that you're watching them. And you will react if they go down this very dangerous anti-democracy road with the Republican Party. 
that you that there are going to be consequences, right? You're going to cancel. But and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I certainly don't think it's as dire as as you're emotionally uh, charged up about because I do think that exactly, you know, the things that you're afraid of um, you know, we're taking care of on this last election when you look at the, the Biden-Trump thing. I mean, I just think that's the way it's supposed to work. I laugh off when I hear things about democracy in jeopardy. It was tested, yes, if you want to call it that, but it, it survived. It passed. It worked the way it was supposed to. All right, all right. You know, so try to remember where you're going with that, but I want to interject something. I want to ask you a question. Um, so it was tested, yeah, so you're first off you're saying, hey, I don't think that the democracy or our way of government is in as much peril as I think it is. So you're saying, hey, it was tested and it survived, so you should relax. Do you do you know, accept, or believe that it was much that it was very close to not working? That that the 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 result of this general election rested on the decisions made by a handful of swing state secretaries of state and and that 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 had at that point in time enough courage left to say oh no 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 our election was free and fair and you know it it wasn't rife with fraud and it should not be overturned that's the sole reason why we didn't devolve into chaos at at at, at the time of the last election so can you speak to that can yeah you, so here's, here's what so if they're all gone by the time there's another election mm. because they they have almost all all of the people that stood up they've all been taken out already so the the question of was it close? No, I don't think it was close. So let me let me make a couple of comments here. Okay. The worst part of all, and this is what I mean by it wasn't close, but the worst part of all is having the sitting president say what he said. Find me eleven thousand votes to flip Florida or Georgia. Uh, well, even before that, you know that the 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 preface that there will be fraud. Democrats can't win unless they cheat. Uh, all the all the stealing of the ballots that was all. Well, I think I a, can agree with you on that. Precursor, right? I mean, those that was already being said ahead of time to plant the seed that there's going to be a problem, and then uh, to dispute the election results afterwards. I get it if if the voters themselves, for whatever reason, thought that it, it, the election was you know stolen from them, not free and fair. You're entitled to your opinion. But to have the sitting president say that, again, to not participate and play by the rules is unacceptable to me. You have to you you can't have fair competition if you want to call it that. And usually we think of competition in sport and there's a lot more at stake in, in the United States, of course. But you have to agree to play by the rules. And part of agreeing to play by the rules is you might lose and you have to. You have to accept that. Otherwise, you shouldn't be allowed to play. Okay. So for me, that was the worst part is lose graciously. Accept the fact that you still have a strong base, but America has spoken and they have decided that you're out <laughs> and they want to change. So that's number one. Um, whether or not it was close, I don't think it was close because all of those states, we have an electoral process, right? It's yeah. not It's not individual vote. It's not popular voted. It's an electoral college process. Yeah. And all those numbers on election night, as you and I were watching and texting back and forth of what was happening, um, yeah. 
we have to remember that say like Georgia, right? That was that was kind of the big state and the eleven thousand votes that you referenced. Uh-huh. We got those counts early on, and then you know overnight things started to shift, and then there was the accusation that there are there are votes not being counted for Trump, uh-huh. the eleven thousand or whatever. And if you find those votes, it's going to be enough to to shift it back to Trump. Well, number one, we discovered, or at least my recollection of what we discovered, it's been a while, is that it, that wouldn't have mattered. There was, there was enough votes elsewhere within that state that even if those 11,000 votes that were called into question were bullshit, which they weren't, it still wasn't enough to change the outcome. So that's number one. Number two, there were other states, like we already referenced, Arizona, who historically goes for the, you know, the Republican candidate, flipped to the other side. Uh-huh. So mathematically, and I think we even talked about this, there was a whole number of states, Georgia being one of them, that if you take that out, Biden still would have won. Like, what was the final? You need 330? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have all the numbers, but but so if Georgia and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, if those secretaries of state had acquiesced to the to the demands being put on them by the Trump administration just following the election and invalidated those elections and put and sent alternative uh, electoral, what's the word? I'm, I'm forgetting all the nomenclature. So each one of those states have, have, um, members of the electoral college that are going to vote they're going to cast delegates votes. delegates right so had those had those had the republican officials in those states that controlled the election not stood up to the demands of the trump administration following the election they would those states would have sent different delegates to the electoral college that would have cast their votes for trump so you you don't accept that 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 could have possibly swung the election and 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 messed up the the election. Results. I guess I accept that that it was a possibility, but you asked me if I thought it was close. I, I don't think I don't think that would have ever happened. So when I, I when then, I say close, here's the let me refine that question just a little bit. What I'm trying to ask you is, do you not think that it's scary that the legit that 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 this general election that hung on the political decision of three or four Republican um, election officials in key swing states that had those three or four succumbed to the political will of of their own parties, that, that the fact that they maintain the integrity of the election in their states, allowing the Electoral College to to bring to make President Biden the president, you don't think that that's that 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 that's tenuous that that makes. I don't mean that the numbers were close. Mm-hmm. I mean that the the it was a very. I mean it was it the whole thing the legitimacy of the entire election rested on the decision of three or four Republican but that's, election that's a big officials. ask. I understand what you're saying, but that's yeah. a that's a big ask. Of, that's a big assumption that possibly th- those three or four states would all fail, if you will, or succumb to the pressure at the same time. The way I see it is it's like uh, safety redundancies on an airplane. You know, you would have to have so many f- successive failures of the system to to crack, in this case, those three or four states, all to have that happen at the same time for the process to have failed. So I, 
yeah, if that happened, that would be bad. But I go all the way back to the beginning that the real problem was the guy in charge saying, hey, folks, there's uh, some thievery going on here and they've stolen it from us. And we've got to we've got to make sure we do everything we can to convince them that it's all a big lie. And then when it trickled down into the process, if you want to look at it as a process, every stone was turned over in the case of Arizona. Right. They did this whole big audit, if you will. And God. And I think in other states too, the cyber and, ninjas did not. <laughs> yes, did not we talked about up, the cyber ninjas. Did not turn up the and uh, then, the fraud that and, was and alleged. then let's put the icing, okay, on the cake. All right, and the cherry on top of that. Okay, leading us to January sixth, and then what was the next big challenge that you had? Trump calling on Congress not to certify the results, yep. and calling on Pence in particular. Yep. And so at that time, what, the Republicans were in charge, right? And you had the vice president in that chamber who also disobeyed his boss, if you want to look (laughs) at it that way. So I'm not trying to pat Pence on the back, but the point is it was tested in so many more ways than has ever happened in my lifetime, maybe yours, or maybe, you know, historical scholars can look back and see, you know, this compares to anything. But the point is it worked and it survived. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be as a process. So um, I take some, well, yes. I, there's some faith in, I have some comfort in the, in that fact. I mean, I, I like to think and hope that <laughs> it's not going to be tested, if you will, like this again. Oh, okay. Well. Unless think, we deliberately carve is, things up, you well, know, like some it, of us on this podcast look, are suggesting. That, that's all reasonable. That's, that, that is all reasonable and, and. That would so is one of us right or wrong on this particular point? I think the I think it's strictly a matter of viewpoint, right? So I could easily be wrong about how close we came that how close the system came to failure. Um, so uh, if if I am wrong, that's good. I mean, this is one of the rare, yeah, I know one of the saying. rare situations where I <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, yeah, because if I'm right then we're heading for a disaster. So let's hope that everything you just heard Travis say about that particular point, how close did we come to the system not working? Let's hope everything Travis said is right. Um, And it does make me feel better that you see it that way because I can get caught up in my own, um, in my own loop of information. You know, it's, it does get to be a little bit scary, right? And so I have my own conspiracy theory vulnerabilities, right? I mean, I am fully convinced. I mean, and I don't think this is a conspiracy theory. I think it's been proved many times over. A couple of key points. One, Pence, who, you know, who, who the, left, the liberal media, you know, MSNBC or whoever, they desperately wanted to paint him as as an altruistic savior that made the right decision in a moment of courage. That's not what happened. The left wing or the right wing? The left wing, right? They wanted to paint Pence as, well, Pence finally wised up at the 11th hour and realized that Trump is an insane maniac and decided, no, that's not what happened. He went to the 11th hour trying to find a way to comply with that request. And, only at the very last minute decided that he simply legally couldn't comply. If he could have complied, he would have. So there's no safety net there. So we're not going to, and he, look, it's, 
if there's danger in the next general election, that person in that role will be Kamala Harris. Probably. But listen, go back to the word I use, which is process. So if, if that's true, and he and, and Pence wanted to find a way to comply with Trump's order, at the end of the day, the process was, hey, I, I don't see a legal path forward. Well, right. So I he mean, played by the rules, I guess is what I'm saying, to some extent anyway. With a gun to his head. With a gun to his head. Yeah, not not because he wanted to. So I think that's dangerous. And then as far as the, my contention about the handful of elect, Republican elected uh, election officials in the key swing states, um, you know, here's my worry that what we're watching is in every one of those states, those key election officials are being replaced by the state governments with people that are that have outright declared that they would have supported the the big lie had they been there the ones there so well that's that's unknown right because so, they're not there but they remember, are there they they, they weren't they, they weren't there at the time we don't know you know i get what you're saying oh, okay well those I mean, people that are there now i think we've seen a widespread so we've seen widespread um we've seen widespread uh uh, a widespread f- disregard for the rule of law among the Republican Party uh, for quite a while now. So my fear is that that disregard for the rule of law will play into decisions made by those people. And if they're now, if if the people that showed courage in the previous election are now being removed and replaced with gutless sycophants, uh, which apparently is the case, um, that's dangerous. So let's see how it plays out. And again, the reason why I'm making the big call out to everybody today is <clears throat> there is only one real way to make sure that that th- these are not issues. Is you you have to have an overwhelming um, uh, amount of voters, right? Uh, vote, and when that happens, you can override some of this voter suppression and. And if it's too ridiculous, then even the most sycophantic election official, Republican election official, may not be able to make the wrong decision and, and di- you know, disqualify a, 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 an election result uh, to favor Trump or whoever the fucking Republican candidate is. I mean, trust me, if Trump dies, which is I mean, your let's, wish, let's not talk about dreams <laughs> true, but if if. But let's look at who might be the presidential candidate from the Republicans, right? Kevin McCarthy. Although he probably wants to be Speaker of the House more than he wants to be the president. Trey Gowdy. Um, uh, There's so many bad names, right? Well, who's our favorite Texan dipshit wiener boy? Oh, Cruz? Yeah, Ted Cruz. I mean, so who who is the who is sycophantic enough to Well, you know, what, what's interesting the, about that, I think yeah. we've talked about this too, but doesn't it seem like historically if you tried and were unsuccessful at your bid for president that you kind of went away? But I don't think that's the case anymore. You just keep going and going and going. So that, you know, opens the door for guys like Cruz. Who's the other guy from Florida? Uh, Rubio. Yeah, well, um, and then, let's and then not, you got the let, big governor, you know, the, 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 the Trump-supporting Abbott governors. Abbott. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's – and here – the biggest queen of them all um, uh, uh, used to be, um, oh, my God, his name was right on my, uh, the guy from, he's, is he Georgia or Kentucky? No. Um, uh, 
the guy that that was totally against Trump and then became his biggest uh, supporter. Uh, Fuck, you talking about the guy in the? He was friends with uh, um, the guy. He was in the House. He's he's a senator. He's a senator now. Senator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's very southern. He's super famous. Come on, I Graham. Don't know. Is he, oh, Graham. he. Him? What, what's his name? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. So what if Lindsey Graham? because yeah, you always say Graham. Yeah, Graham. So, <laughs> and there's just, I mean, I think that's a pretty scary roster right there of possible, you know, people that run for election. Uh, none of them would be, not a single person that we just mentioned, could you trust to have enough integrity to not promote Republican election officials in key swing states to 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 not certify election results and try to send alternative uh, electoral college but doesn't delegates. But doesn't this always come down to, I, at least I believe it does, it always comes down to the fact that I think at the end of the day, the real checks and balances lie with the people that will or will not allow things to happen or change, regardless of what authority figure says it must be. So I I don't know. I mean, you talk about riots in the street. If the American people, I believe, feel like that the election system is a scam or a sham or I think you will have a complete uprising or we should anyway and reform the government, I guess. I mean, it's got to come from the people. It can't come from these elected officials and these fucking secretaries of state. Well, I don't think the best idea we can come up with is some kind of power vacuum where the government reforms that's Can't not be, I, like be, i just picture like mad max you know storming the capital and for some reason in my mind you know we don't have guns we have like swords and shit and sticks Ugh. the only people that have ever stormed the capital are a bunch of losers all right let's talk about this for a second so this is in the news yeah. you know more january 6 stuff and then all Uh-oh. i keep reading is uh something and i figured you're up to date on this is Trump, Trump is or Trump's team. They're trying to protect or shield some information that speaks to either what Trump was doing throughout the day or or communication that he messages he was sending. Do you know this story? Yeah. Okay. So what is it? What is it? What's the accusation? What do they think they're going to uncover there? There's no accusation. There are subpoenas for people that. It's obvious have, we'll have information like Steve about Bannon, that. right? Like Steve who was Bannon. just uh, charged with well, contempt. Here, look, here's the reason why Steve Bannon is going to be why. It, it, so I don't know what the result is. I think this is in process. I think that they are going to have a vote today. Maybe it's already happened. I don't know to to send a a criminal referral to the Justice Department for Bannon not responding to the to the congressional um, subpoena. So here's the question: What does Bannon know? Well, he knows he knows what his communications were with President Trump, which could possibly be what well, could be them correlating things for the actual um, attack on the on the uh, Capitol. So, in other words, let let's say Trump, if his if his goal was that those people storm that building, like if he yeah. if he if this was his desired outcome and he was planning it ahead of time and there was communication that suggested that that's that kind of changes the the tide for him quite a bit right so is that the assumption that there's some communication between Bannon and Trump that speaks to that or they just they don't know well i mean 
it, you know, maybe what we discover is that, and maybe what we will discover is that Bannon had communication with the president that will support the fact that the president played a significant role in causing that to happen. Or maybe it will clear the president and convict Bannon, right? Because he's a piece of shit. And it's almost a, a certainty that he was in communication with the Proud Boys and the rest of these assholes, the old mm. keepers and all of that shit. So, I mean, here's the question for Bannon. Why won't you testify? Right. There's only one reason, right? Besides, so there is a couple of possibilities. One possibility is that this is brand building for him. Right. Get his I name am, out there. Yeah. I am the, you know, I am the uh, anti government activist that you all dream of, and that's me. And it's always been about him. He never gave a shit about Trump one way or the other. In fact, up until just a few days before the insurrection, they were on the outs. They were Well, that's even what talking. I don't understand. So, why? I mean, he's he's charged with something. He's could, not charged with anything. Yeah. He was charged he, with contempt of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means. That's not. That is well. That means that Congress issued a legal subpoena. They have subpoena power, and he's refusing to comply. Which and I think could a, result in jail time. It could, but why would he risk going to jail for Trump? He's not because he's he's got something. He's he's hiding something. Well, okay, let's back up a little bit. First off, what we saw through the whole Trump administration was a complete, um, a complete so. He does not care about the rule of law. So Trump or Bannon? Well, Bannon. Well, both of them, for sure. So subpoenas were issued during the Trump administration that were ignored, and and the approach to enforcing them was to was to go down the civil route. You have two two choices: you can go criminal or you can go civil. The civil cases basically are still going on, right? And so. You know, if the if the game plan for Bannon and all of the sycophantic Trump supporters that will be, you know, Cash Patel, uh, uh, the 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 guy that was the current chief of staff at the end of the administration, whatever the fuck his name is, Kevin McCarthy, he's going to be another one, right? They're going to uh, wait it out. Their strategy is to wait it out till the. Um, Till the 22 elections flip the House and the Senate, and then the subpoenas will disappear, and the criminal charges will disappear. But in the meantime, if I understand this correctly, before that happens, Bannon could end up in jail. Well, that is the reason why Bannon was the first one to be subpoenaed and why he is going to be the first criminal referral to the Justice Department. Now, no one can assure what Merrick Garland's going to do. He's not a Democrat, so it's a little hard to say. I mean, theoretically, Merrick Garland makes this decision completely on his own. And historically, attorney generals of all persuasions have been um, reluctant to enforce criminal prosecution for subpoenas because that can be reversed down the road. You know, that can be used the other way. So, so uh, it, what's what's the speculation here? That Bannon well, is just gambling? That that's not, nothing's going to happen to him? Um, you know... It, it, there's there's a lot right there's a lot um and if he i mean at any time he can he could probably you know stop the criminal prosecution by simply complying with the subpoena right he could stop it right now by entering into negotiations with the committee 
the whatever it is, the, the January, January 6th, 6th committee. committee. He could enter into negotiations with them and delay prosecution. But he decided to outright ignore it and knowing that this would cause, that this would be the state. So, Which makes him look the worse. The committee is going after him first because they know he'll be the most likely to go this route. And so to try to get this to come to a, a conclusion before the 22 um uh that's why they're going this route it in and, and for them it works either way if he never complies they then make public statements that that proves that he's guilty of something he knows yeah. something yeah right sorry what do you think what's your personal opinion he's guilty guilty of what though like he knows something uh he's guilty of of Probably, I mean, I think him and Trump both. I mean, anybody that anybody that thinks Trump did not create this this problem on January six and is not responsible for it, just fucking stupid. So wait, let, let's go back though. Like, let's say there's text messages or emails. I don't know between Trump and there, Bannon. There are conversations that he had directly with him. What, what the committee knows is that Bannon was in communication with President Trump when during the, the insurrection. So that this is day, after he was off the stage. Remember, he had yeah, this whole rally. Yeah, in and, between the end of the rally and the insurrection, several hours. I already after. forget. Was was did the people? They weren't attacking the building while he was speaking, right? No, no. He it, was already back in the White House. He was. Uh, well, there are pictures of him uh, being like, but backstage at that event, watching the insurrection coverage on a big screen TV, with his stupid crackhead daughter in law. Um, the one that 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 made the speech at the at the Republican uh, thing that was so off the wall, where she's like, "The best is yet to come." <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I forgot. That's um, Eric's. <clears throat> so Eric's wife, right? Uh, Governor Newsom's ex. Oh yeah, 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 right, right. So there are. She's got a champagne glass, and she's obviously intoxicated. At, probably after being all coked up. And then, in, and so we know that that he was watching it. The questions are: Why didn't he ask him to stand down? Why didn't he intervene? Why didn't all he of do all, all of that is is understood and assumed? Yeah. But yeah. but let's go back. Really, what we're saying is: I mean, to me, the most important factor out of all of this, when you strip it away, is and the word I'm thinking of is probably not appropriate. But like, let's say it was premeditated. In other words, did Trump have any? Uh, role in in premeditating this the 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 attack on the capitol yes w which would be the implication if let's say he's talking to bannon and he says hey get your proud boys there get whoever q and on there stand back and stand yes. stand back and don't no, stand down and stand whatever he said call him to order now is the time you know we need him to not stand back take a step forward so if the implication is that, and if the truth is that, if the truth is that Trump organized this, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. to me, that's the most important element above all of it. Well, Don't you think? Here's what I can tell you. His complicity in this was proven during the, um, during the uh, uh, what do you call it, the impeachment. And the only reason why he wasn't convicted and removed from office then was because there was a Republican Senate that failed to to fulfill their oath. To what protect. do you mean his complicity? His he was impeached for being complicit in causing the January sixth. Well, okay, I'm not I'm not disputing that, but 
So what, what's, the, what's the dot, dot, dot? What are, what are we saying here? You all right? I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> Does a bug attack you? Wig, I... <laughs> Hold on, folks. If uh, you go back to that impeachment, and yes, uh, I understand that, and that, which was the second time. Right. right? So I understand you know, the process and, and what got him to that point. And I understand what you're saying, I, the, um, how it went down. Well, that was a political that was a political activity, whatever you want to call it, that failed. I mean, he the, the Congress, the Senate did not convict because they're they're uh, they have no integrity and because they're they're sycophantic assholes. And so, you know, you move on. The next thing per, is perhaps. That you do an investigation. Yeah. And then during this investigation. So here's the goal of the January 6th committee. Write the definitive report on mm-hmm. what the causes for the January 6th insurrection were. And to that end, everybody involved in it should testify in front of Congress. And I get all that. And but, then but criminal, here's, here's, here's the, criminal things. But here is pursue. the pointed question. Yeah. If, if the search for the, for the answer is, you know, what was the cause of it, it really could be – in simple terms, one of two things. It could be that uh, the Trump supporters acted upon the call by their president to fight. To fight. Okay, I like that. Or it could be even more sinister, which is it was pre-organized by Trump and his team. In simple terms, that's kind of the way I see it. Yeah, if you can get all the information out into the open, that's what it's going to show. That's my prediction. Which agree with it or don't? Well, that's, and I, I don't, I don't have an opinion. I have yeah. no idea. But the, but the implication on the Bannon thing is that there is some where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So what the hell could it possibly be? And it could it be just Bannon? Let me ask you this. Let's say that the Bannon tells President Trump in some conversation between the end of the of the presentation on the stage and, and Bannon, who's in communication with the Proud Boys, that, hey, um, we're heading down to the Capitol and we're going to break the doors down. Yes. Yeah. And, and President's going, tell them to go for it. Yes. OK, that's a, exactly the, the scenario that's in yep. my head. Yep. And if that happened, and if that is uncovered, that that paints a completely different picture. What and, do you think that? What do you think that that? So, what do we call that thing? The rally. What do you think that stop the steal rally was about? Why did they plan it on? Why was it scheduled for that day? Because that was the day they were yeah. going to certify the election results. Right. So, so Trump, the coup that was planned was to stop the certification of the election. Trump or uh, Pence could have played a part in that. Uh, the people busting into the to the Capitol building could have disrupted things enough. I mean, it, I think that the I think that the there was enough indignation among the Republican uh, senators in in Congress people in that building on that day that that these people broke in. I don't think any of them knew or thought that was going to happen. And there was enough indignation. And you heard it evidenced by Kevin McCarthy directly following. Trump is responsible for this. This is unacceptable. This is a criminal thing, blah, blah, blah. All those words came out of McCarthy's mouth. He has inside knowledge of what the president knew and didn't know. Is he being subpoenaed? He will be, right? And so here's the thing, right? He, He completely flipped, right, on all of that. And so... Uh, at the time, on the day of the insurrection, the indignation among all of the members of the legislature 
was enough to keep them there all night till the till the rioters could be subdued and they could go back in and certify the fucking election. It might not happen that way, right? Enough of them made us say, no, we're, I'm fucking out of here. This is too dangerous. I'm leaving, right? That would have stopped the certification for that day. And would it have stopped it forever? No. But the only goal, the, the coup d'etat plan here from Trump and his allies, including Bannon, was to stop the certification. Yeah, I don't, gonna show I don't disagree with you. Yeah, they're going to show that. And then at this point, you know, it would be uh, enough to just show this for this commission to show that that's the case, that Trump actively participated in that. But here's what that I'm saying. That should disqualify I don't, him I, from I don't, running again. I don't disagree with you, but I'm just looking at it from, I mean, you got to get in the weeds with me a little bit okay. with where I'm trying to go with this. All right, and, let me get you go. But, I, but, I, but I've kind of already said it. I mean, so at the risk of repeating myself, I guess what I'm, what I'm processing in my mind is Trump has a responsibility, no doubt. But if he was involved in prearranging this, to me, that's like a, a, at the 10th level above what what his involvement could be now to the point where... What do you think should happen to him well, if I think, he was? Well, I think you're, you're talking jail time at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think that sedition is a federal criminal offense, right? And collusion to, to commit sedition, conspiracy to commit sedition... Any of those things, right? Who knows what degree, where it lands, how it comes out. For me, I'll be happy if it just comes out that that he was involved. I mean, the fact is, anybody that thinks he well, he's wasn't, in, he's involved is, in the sense that again, you would never see he set the fucking rally pick, up. He brought all those people there. Pick your least favorite Republican president. Would they ever have done anything like that? Well, here's the thing: if you if you are involved in a criminal situation that results in, say, somebody's death, criminal negligence, or I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to have all the technical yeah. legal terms, but a, 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 a an on purpose disregard for the safety of other people that results in death is a criminal offense, and and so if Trump schedules a rally on the day of the certification in that close of proximity to the Capitol building, then promotes through people like Bannon or whoever to bring all the f different factions of his little insane posse together in that place on that day. So if you're bringing proud boys, oath takers, militias, nut jobs, people carrying weapons, bring in all kinds of people come to the rally wearing Viking horns. Viking horns, right? And and you have people and you have a large amount of people wearing military you know, combat garb, right? That have flagpoles that were that we can see on video were used to stab and beat police. You do all that and you're the one that caused it all. So rather, rather, rather Trump ever knew or there was ever any talk of busting into the building, the fact that he caused it, he organized it, and he displayed this blatant disregard for the safety of all those involved, and then that results in the death of policemen. And even the, the processor that climbed through the window and got shot by Capitol Police, those all fall on him. That should all be his responsibility. He should be convicted of criminal negligence, criminal disregard for the safety of others. 
and that's why they're that's why he's going to go to any length he can now to try to to stop the testimony of people in his circle that will be well, able I to think, show he was involved. I think we're saying the same thing, and the only point I'm trying to make is I'm sorry, I was supposed to go down the weeds with you. No, no, I no. Well, didn't. I mean, I think we we've, we've kind of fleshed this out, okay. but I but I do think there's a difference. So so talk about the charge or talk about the penalty for right. So I guess in my mind, it's like. If you yell fire in a theater and that creates a stampede and people die, that's on you. But I think what's more severe is if you start the fire in the theater and yeah. <laughs> yell fire and right. then people die. And I think that's really what we're looking at here. Is yeah. Did he yell fire and the, all the result was exactly what you described or did he start the fire? And, may, and Bannon might know. And this yeah. is this is what is, is interesting to me Yeah, because, you know, I just naively thought, you know, Trump is stupid uh, he's a lot of things. Well, they're arrogant too. He's arrogant, yes. Yeah. But you know, would would Trump be foolish enough to get involved in organizing this? Man, maybe, maybe that's what we'll uncover. But that's wild to me. Remember, he he was sure and was proven right over and over that he could possibly kill somebody in downtown New York and not be prosecuted for it. Right? That he could get away with it. What and was this? That was one of the things he said during his campaign because he was. <laughs> Before being president. <laughs> Why? Hey, I'm so, my followers are so, I'm so popular with my followers that I could shoot somebody on the street and get away with it. That's what he said. Is He made that statement before he was the fucking president. And then, you know, we allowed, I mean, listen, Travis, when he was convicted of, when he was impeached, rather, and then and then there and then there was a mockery of a trial in the republican led senate and those motherfuckers did not stand up to their oath that should have brought all the people i was talking to earlier out in the street when it happened the second time that should have brought people out in the street um so that's what i'm saying hey you guys have let him so we're responsible we're we're all partly responsible for this because we let this egomaniac authoritarian nut job believe that he could truly commit murder and get away with it and then he did listen you know whose fault it really is this is i'll 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 leave you with this okay this is the democrats fault okay and it has all the way back to (laughs) the gatekeeping process if they didn't fucking you know put hillary up there then trump wouldn't be here yeah i how far back can you go with this i don't know can we get to the dinosaurs (laughs) perhaps (laughs) Well, I think that's a great uh, circle back, Jen. And uh, <laughs> are we done? Are, are we you, out of time? You, well, we're not out of time. We can keep rolling. Uh, but... I, I think I have to go do something. All right. Well, we've had enough fun, yep. as always, and we'll continue solving the world problems. Okay. See you guys next week. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.